The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. I'm here with Tal Ben-Shahar. Tal, welcome to the show. Hi. Good to be there. Thank you. We are going to take on the topic of being happy. You're uh, the author of a New York Times bestseller, uh, and uh, happy to have you on board, no pun intended. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Take, taking on the happiness topic has certainly got to be a, a pleasurable experience. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about your background that, that led you into the desire to, to take this topic on? Sure. So I was uh, an undergraduate student at Harvard studying computer science, and I found myself around my second year uh, doing well academically, doing well in uh, sports, doing well socially, and being very unhappy. And I remember waking up uh, very one very cold Boston morning and saying to myself, I'm changing course. And the reason is because I had two questions. One is, why wasn't I happy? And two, how can I become happier? And that's when I started to study the topic and uh, initially apply it to my life and, and now sharing what I've learned with others. Hmm. And that's an interesting question in, in, its, in itself. And, and by the way, you were a recognized uh, squash champion at this time and also, I'm sure, uh, making a radical move to get out of the illustrious uh, computer science and, and move, therefore, into organizational behavior and philosophy and psychology um, can, can you talk a little bit about that particular transition and, and what, what, uh, what light went on that led you to, to, to this massive change in course of, of, for your life? Yeah, it was mostly that I, I learned that the, the messages that I've often uh, received uh, from, from other people, from, from, from the media, from, um, uh, even from, from teachers, was that if you want to be happy, if you want to lead a full and fulfilling life, uh, you've got to be uh, successful. And what does successful mean? It means uh, getting into a, a top college or getting a good job or getting or making more money or, or, or attaining a, a prestige. And a lot of these things, again, even though in a small, small scale that I experienced them, um, they, they didn't bring uh, happiness. On the contrary, I felt like um, things were getting more and more difficult for me in terms of uh, attaining happiness. So, yeah, I, I was very happy when I got a, a good grade. But then the next time I got the good grade, you know, it didn't feel as good. And I, I wanted something which was more, uh, more permanent, something which, was, um, which would stay with me rather than constantly feeling in that rat race, and, uh, which, which wasn't fulfilling at all. And, 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 and I looked for the source, which was, to my mind, uh, was and still is in, uh, in philosophy and psychology. Hmm. 
And I'm particularly excited about that, of course, because my father uh, just retired about a year or so ago um, as a professor of philosophy from the University of Maine. I'm a philosophy undergraduate major. So we can really have a field day. We might have to extend this show to four to seven hours, but we probably won't do that today. But my, let, let's talk for a little bit about the roots of unhappiness, um, either from a philosophical perspective and or a, a personal you know, perspective or, of, of individuals. W- what's up with unhappiness? In general, what are the roots of it, and why is it probably taking over our lives? Um, th- there are a few causes for unhappiness. One of them is um, misunderstanding of what brings happiness. So people are very often chasing the wrong, uh, um, the wrong reward, or they are climbing up the wrong tree, um, in that they think that the next promotion, the next raise, the next success will make them happy when in fact these things don't. Um, Happiness is much more dependent on our state of mind than on our status or the state of our bank account. Mm -hmm. And while people may not hearing it, um, it's very difficult for for most of us uh, to to truly uh, accept that fact, that happiness depends more on our state of mind than on the the externals. Are there false senses of happiness, and and how do we become conditioned for those false senses? So the the false sense of happiness very often comes from a sense of relief. So, yeah, of course, I will feel better um, when uh, when I get that raise, and then I mistake that for happiness. However, that feeling is is ephemeral. It goes away after, you know, a week or, or at most a month. But when I experience it, it feels good. And then I say, okay, I want more of that. And it, it, beca- and it becomes uh, addictive. Okay, so I want the next, uh, the next fix of happiness, which is not really happiness. It's just a, a relief from, from the rat race, from the pressure that, that I experienced before leading up to that, that raise or promotion or success. Hmm. I think we all probably have... Uh, a, a sense of unhappiness. Let's, you know, let's let's now focus a little bit upon happiness itself. Um, how do you know when you truly find happiness? What are some of the clues there? So, the the, the first and, and important aspect to to recognize about happiness is that happiness is not about experiencing a constant high. Paradoxically, one of the barriers to happiness is believing that to be happy, one needs to experience a constant flow of positive emotions. And then, of course, when we experience disappointment or anger or sadness or anxiety, um, we think, oh, there, there's something wrong with us because we're, we're not happy. When, in fact, these painful emotions are part and parcel of a, of a happy life. There's, there's no person who doesn't experience painful emotions, you know, other than the, the psychopath and the dead person. Uh, we, we all experience ups and downs. It's, it's part of being human. And wh- when we accept that we at times experience painful emotions, uh, paradoxically, we open ourselves up to more happiness. Mm-hmm. Is the contention there that you need the undulation, you need the downs to experience the highs of the ups? And um, this is all perhaps a perception in the state of the mind. If we just focused on the highs more than the lows, we might be happier. You know, p- part of it is perception. Part of it is simply inevitable. 
know, think about uh, the law of gravity. You know, if, I, if I'd gotten up every morning and said to myself, I refuse to accept the law of gravity, you know, I've just had it with it, I would lead a life of, uh, first of all, potentially dangerous life, but, but second, also a life of constant frustration. Whereas whether I like the law of gravity or not, if I, if I accept it and live with it, you know, I, I can even play around with it. You know, think about uh, you know, the, the Super Bowl without the law of gravity. You know, it's meaningless, or, or any game for that matter, sport. Um, similar with, with painful emotions. It, it is. It's a fact of, of, of nature, of human nature, just as the law of gravity is a fact of physical nature. And the sooner we accept it, the, the better it is for our overall well-being. Mm-hmm. And just a quick uh, teaser, if you would, and we'll take a break afterwards, but are there, in fact, tools or methodology that can be learned to help us achieve more happiness? Yes. So there are actual things that we can do, that we can apply in our lives to make us happier. And these things are backed by science, by the science of happiness. Let's take a break and come back with some tools, methodology, and ideology on how to make ourselves happier. Back in just a second, everyone. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad Looking solutions white with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Radio.fm. 
And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back. I'm here with Tal Benchard. Welcome back, Tal. Thank you. So you're going to fix us, Tal. You're going to make this easy to be happy. <laughs> Maybe you could dive into some tools and methodology, uh, if you will, that, that will highlight some of what folks can find in your book and, and or your, your teaching and lectures and speaking engagements. Give us some ideas on some tools and some methods that, that you think will really help us. Great. So, you know, the, the first thing is maybe to accept the fact that, that it's not easy, that, you know, that there is a disappointment and unhappiness in, in every life. And maybe the first tool would be to, to accept that, to give ourselves what I've come to call the permission to be human. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we do that, the, the, the things that we can do to raise our levels of happiness uh, first probably would be uh, to be physically active. You know, it's, uh, I find it quite astounding, the kind of uh, research coming out now of universities around the world showing how regular physical exercise, and that could be as little as 30 minutes three times a week, has the same effect on our well-being as our most powerful psychiatric medications. So not only does it benefit our bodies, it also benefits our, our mind. So regular physical exercise, I would say, is a prerequisite for a, a happier life. Um, then another very important aspect, and one which has been discussed a lot, is, um, is gratitude. You know, we've all got treasures of, of happiness inside us and all around us. The problem is that we so often take these things for granted. And w- when do we begin to appreciate what we have? Very often when something tragic uh, happens, and we don't need to wait. You know, people who regularly express gratitude, whether it's around the table once a week with a family, whether it's before going to bed, uh, whether it's with their partner you know, once, uh, once or twice a week, these people are not only happier, they're also more successful, they're physically healthier, so their immune system actually strengthens, and they're kinder, more generous toward other people. So mm. uh, appreciating the good in our lives actually appreciates the good, meaning we have more of it as a result. Hmm. So those were three, three key factors here, and I noticed that, you know, there must be different things that different people need to do, um, you know, and, and not general things that one can aim at. For example, there are people that are perfectionists that just can't stop and until they arrive at, at the at the ultimate perfect article or document. You know, do they need their own tailored sense of of regrouping, and and maybe they need more uh, more of one thing than than something else to bring them to happiness. Yeah, sure. Is so it, there are. Is it uh, customized that, for each individual? Yeah, one of the ways to identify those things that that can make us happier is, is writing a journal. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually know ourselves, or potentially we can know ourselves better than anyone else can. And one of the ways to get to know ourselves is by writing. Um, there's been a lot of research done over the last uh, 20 to 30 years about the benefits of, uh, of journal writing. And of course, if we can afford you know, to speak to a, a professional, whether it's a, a good coach or a good... Uh, a good uh, therapist, that is great. But 
even writing a journal can help us a, a great deal in terms of learning to know our, our needs. So there are particular needs, but then there are also general needs that we, that we all have. For example, the number one predictor of well-being is the quality time we spend with people we care about and who care about us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's time I spend with my best friend or it's um, you know, a, a meal that I have with, uh, with my family. And the key when spending time with, with those people is to be in the experience. Because today, we so often spend time with those people, but we're on the phone at the same time or checking email uh, or, or doing something else. And these distractions uh, take us away from the experience. So in a sense, we need to disconnect from those distractions, be it the phone or email, in order to truly connect uh, to people and to, to derive maximum benefit in terms of our happiness from these experiences. Hmm. That, that raises an interesting question of, 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 the, of the different funnels of, of things that can make us happy. Do you think other people and how we treat other people or what we get from other people, the energy we get from other people, is a big driver for, for overall happiness? Um, for certain. G- given that um, people are... Other people are um, the number one generator of well-being in the form of quality relationships. How we treat others certainly reflects back on, on ourselves. You know, the, the cliche, if you smile at the world, the world smiles back, is actually mm-hmm. true. So there mm-hmm. are muscles in our face that respond, react empathically to the muscles in, in other people's faces. So if, if mm. they smile, we smile back, even if it's a small smile, and that actually makes us feel better, which makes them feel better. So potentially it can be an, an upward spiral or, of course, a downward spiral if we initiate uh, an, a negative encounter. Interesting. And, and is there an actual correlation between smiling and, and happiness as, as a concept? Uh, yes, and it works both ways. You know, happier people smile more, and smilier people become happier. <laughs> and, uh, and for people that are laughing a lot, is is laughing the ult? Is there is it, describe the chemical uh, balance that happens with 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 smiling and happiness and laughter, particularly, um, and and how powerful that is in in your research. Yes, so, um, you know, smiling and, and especially laughter um, mm-hmm. contributes a great deal to the, um, the harmony of, uh, of our body. So there are chemicals like uh, uh, norepinephrine, serotonin, dopamine that are the very chemicals that our um, psychiatric medication releases. Only mm-hmm. with, with laughter it happens uh, naturally and mm-hmm. it's released without uh, the negative side effects, or rather with positive side effects. You know, it makes us happier, it makes us healthier physically, and, uh, and given that it's contagious, it also contributes to, to others' well-being. Hmm. Would you ever imagine something called a happy clinic where, where, where people could go to just plain learn more about being happy and to laugh more and to, you know, perform things as a group that would bring out happiness? Is, is, that, is that something like that ever possible? Yeah, well, I think it's, uh, it's, po- it's not only possible, I think it's necessary. You know, we go to, um, to a therapist when things go awry, but, but why wait for that? Why not have you know, centers, uh, classes, 
uh, coaches or, or therapists even, which focuses simply to um, to enhance happiness levels. And um, it, 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 it's important for two reasons. Why? Because it's, it feels good to feel good. It will make us uh, feel, feel better. It's, it's, it's better. Um, but there is another reason, because happiness can also act as a, as a buffer. In other words, it can make us more resilient and better able to handle difficult situations when these arise. So, you know, I'm thinking of schools, for example. If um, they can focus not just on the, you know, on the three R's, but they, they can focus you know, beyond writing, um, beyond reading, beyond arithmetic. They also focus on life skills. And one of the most important life skills is, is how to generate uh, positive emotions in ourselves and others. And when students learn to do that, or adults learn to do that, they become happier. They also uh, gain invaluable tools for dealing with difficulties, hardships, and challenges. Hmm. We're in the content business uh, with, 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 with Life Tips, of course. We have 120,000 tips that are available. Have you studied um, you know, content and the importance of there being uh, content being infused with with humors and insights and those aha moments and how that interacts with the brain and what it does to help uh, the story be well told. No, um, so there's a lot of work being done in the area of psychology about um, uh, analyzing content. So analyzing the content that you know people read, as well as analyzing the content that people produce. In terms of what people read. The, the words that we read uh, affect us much more than um, than we think. So, for example, there is a you know, just fascinating um, series of studies done by John Barge, who's a, a professor at Yale, showing that people who are what's called primed, in other words, subconsciously uh, observe words associated with uh, elderly. So whether it's words like um, uh, cane or, or wrinkles, or one of the words there was Florida. Uh, when people read mm-hmm. such words, they actually end up walking slower and more stooped as a result. And it also affects their memory, because that is the, a negative stereotype about the elderly. By the way, this is done in the U.S., not in Asia. It would not work there because they don't have the same stereotypes. Um, so even the words that we read, positive words uh, or words with negative connotations, um, affect us. In terms of um, generating uh, words or writings, when people have aha experiences while they are writing a journal, that leads to sort of a new brain order. It leads people to very often to solve problems, to get rid of um, uh, emotional, psychological knots that have existed there, and they actually feel better as a result. And sometimes you see those effects uh, immediately, but you also see them a year later, even if they had just spent 20 minutes or, or one hour writing. Hmm. Is, is, it, is, is, is it important to achieve you know, um, this happiness? You know, how important is, is writing to that? You, know, you mentioned journals and you know, documenting some of the things perhaps that make you happy or, you know, being more methodical. How, how important is writing to that? Can, can write, is writing actually uh, possibly, a, a, you know, one of, the, one of the methods that you need to find happiness? Um, yes. You know, Lord Richard 
uh, Layard, who's a famous uh, economist in the in the UK, said that ideally he would like every person in in the UK and by extension in in the US to have a a private therapist. You know, th- this is not realistic. Whether it's good or bad, it's it's obviously uh, not realistic. It's it's too expensive. However, what is realistic is for each and every person, or at least most people, uh, to to keep a journal, to to write about their uh, emotions, to try and resolve uh, issues that that they are experiencing. And the two best ways of resolving issues are one, talking about about them, so you know, talking to our best friend, to our partner um, about it, and the second one equally effective is to write about it. Again, this is something which is, which is accessible, so I highly recommend uh, uh, keeping a journal. Uh, I, I do that. I certainly encourage my students to do that and, and to write on a regular basis. So the key is to set a ritual. You know, just like I would have an appointment once a week with a coach, I would once a week sit down and, and write for, for 20 minutes or if, if if, if I want, if I feel the need, the urge, uh, longer than 20 minutes, but at least 20 minutes. Mm. And that fits with your contention that this, this, the, self, the self-reflection is, is really the, the uh, gu- guided by some, some rules and guides, is really, I think, the contention of what, what you, you talk about in your book. Would that be a fair statement? Yes, the foundation of uh, of change has to be uh, self awareness, and that comes mm-hmm. through through reflection. Mm-hmm. Got it. It's just been a pleasure having you on the show. Tell the guests, on, the listeners on the show, how they can get a hold of you and what what you do. Uh, besides being a wonderful author, give give people a flavor for what what how people can get a hold of you and what they should get to get a hold of you about. Uh, the best way would be through my website, which is uh, talbenshahar.com. And there people can get in touch with me uh, or take my online courses, uh, which I'm offering on, on happiness, relationships, and various other topics. And uh, I hope to hear from, from them, and because uh, helping other people be happier makes me happier. <laughs> and I'm going to spell that for the listeners. It's T-A-L-B-E-N-S-H-A-H-A-R.com. Fantastic website, fantastic resources. Um, and it's really been a pleasure having you on the show. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks again for being here. Hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser, everyone. Until next week, hope, uh, hope things uh, you have a great and happy week. <laughs> 